0: you're listening to Board Game Pitch. I'm your host, Victoria Fraser, and we're going to talk about all things board games. Let's get started. All right. Hello, everybody. This is your host, Victoria, from your favorite board game podcast, hopefully, or at least one of them. have a bit of a different special interview uh, coming at you where we will not be reviewing a board game specifically, but we will be talking about designing a board game and a unique way to potentially publish uh, a board game. I had my lovely friend, Darren, who I met through Instagram just by hanging out in the tabletop board gaming community. And I'm so thrilled that you wanted to come on the show. Despite a couple of hiccups and bumps along the way, we're recording and we're going to have a good day.
1: (laughs) It's just like designing a game. There's always bumps and hiccups, so that's oh, fine.
0: It's true. that's just life, really. <laughs> yep. Awesome. So I guess a little bit about you uh, introducing yourself. I've got a nice little blurb that you sent me. Darren is a longtime board gamer that decided to try his hand at designing games, but instead of creating something that stands alone, he decided to create an entirely new extension of an existing game. Then sell it to the company that made the original game for money. I could have said that <laughs> yes. a little better. <laughs>
1: the best way to do it is for money. Yeah, that's true. For
0: money. Let's do things for money, right? So yeah, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit as well and we'll go for it.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I've been playing games for 15 or 20 years. So I got my big start into gaming back in the day playing like HeroScape and running around and doing those kind of tournaments uh, back when it was, it was big. And since then, I've just grown my collection and Got on board game Instagram and started meeting mm-hmm. people and going to conventions and meeting people like yourself. Yeah, that's kind of it. That kind of brings us to to today, I guess.
0: That's so fun. What's your? I guess just for funsies, little little board game, uh, hot, quick, you know, intro questions. Your favorite game, if you could name one off the top of your head, or maybe most recently favorite game that you played.
1: Oh no, I can I can name one. Um, I yeah, and all the all your Euro game fans are going to turn off the podcast when I oh, say no. this. But uh, <laughs> my favorite my favorite game is Lords of Vegas.
0: I mean, Euro games used to be the best, but now there's so many new modern games that I don't know if that's true anymore.
1: You know, it's everything is kind of hybridized together, yeah. and I think it's all for the better. Exactly. Um, no, I'm mean, like it's just uh, Lords of Vegas f- kind of fits the thing I like in games is when games have a pop. You know, it's like a pro wrestling term. It's like the big thing that happens mm-hmm. where everybody on the table throws their hands up or hangs their head in the feet. Exactly. And it has that every game. And that's why I love it.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I love that. That's so cool. Perfect. I See, I have such trouble when people are like, your favorite game? I'm like, well, okay, hang on a second there, because I like a lot of games. Like, (laughs) 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 Favorite type, favorite most recent one, the first game I ever played? Like, what kind kind of answer are you looking for? I could just go off. What's your favorite game mechanic? Like, you're playing a game and, like, a mechanic that you're, like, just like, yes, I love this. Like, you'd be like, card stuff or, you know, dice. Like, what type of mechanic would you go with?
1: Oh, um, I enjoy pushing my luck. Ah. Um which is funny because I'm not, not a gambler at all, but I mm-hmm. really like pushing my luck and I really like um negotiation in oh, games.
0: Yes. I love interaction with players. Player interaction in general, if it's like trading mm-hmm. or even just like bluffing.
1: Well, I mean in your Catan episode you talked about how like people who trade like tend to do better in the game, right? And that's the same. To the, you I, to Yeah, myself. I listened. I know your show. <laughs> I'm so funny. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and, and Lords of Vegas, like you can trade your casinos, or you can trade your empty lots, or you can buy stuff when it's not your turn, and that's you know I love negotiating deals like that.
0: You know that makes me think of it's that I love really any sort of like board games, TV media, movies, books, whatever. Like you can kind of live a life that you don't, wouldn't normally live. You know, like I wouldn't go yes. to a casino and spend two thousand dollars, but I'll happily play a board game where I can just <laughs> do that. And my mom, oh my goodness, my mom in board <laughs> games, she's. Totally a different person. <laughs> She'll just gamble away all her money and like whatever game. And you're like, mom, what are you doing? She's like double or nothing. And I'm like, Oh, oh
1: yeah. And that's totally okay. Because like when the game, when the game starts, you're in the, uh, I don't know what they call it. Like the sacred circle, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're in the game, you're doing, you're in game mode and you get to be somebody you are normally not.
0: <laughs> totally. All right. One more favorite question. What is okay. your favorite theme of a board game? Are you into fantasy or robot sci-fi? What's your sort of like go-to?
1: Stealing shit. Is that a theme? I don't know if it's a theme, but um I really like I like Burgle Bros. I like Burgle Bros 2. Basically Tim Fowler Universe. Like I think that's great. Any like Clank is like that a little bit oh, too, where you too get to welcome. run in, get what you can get and get out. But like, if you have a game where it's about taking something that doesn't belong to you, I'm all about
0: it. Just straight up thievery. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. There's some good little questions. So let's talk about how exactly, because this was the, really the main hook is how you got into designing a board game, I guess. What, how that started and then uh, your journey into actually pitching and now soon to be publishing a game with a company.
1: Uh, yeah. So this is going to be a bit of a long story. So pull pull up a chair. So like most things in our current reality, this started kind of due to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend and I had been getting together on, once a week to play games on like Tabletop Simulator or Tabletopia. And we had been doing it for about six months and we had been working our way through the Board Game Geek Top 100 just bit by bit. So we had hit maybe 15 or 20 of those. And one night we meet up on Tabletop Sim and he's like, hey, Mm-hmm. this company, I'll call them Big Publisher. Big Publisher is doing a design contest for their game and I'll call it Big Game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing a design contest for Big Game. Have you ever played this? I said, yeah, I've played this a couple times. He's like, do you like it? I'm like, eh, it's okay. <laughs> and he's like, do you want to enter a design contest? I'm like, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, that's what we did. So instead of playing game, the top 100 on once a week, we uh, we started iterating on these design ideas. So during the week, we'd fire ideas back and forth through you know chat, um, Discord or Google Hangouts at the time. Um, so we'd fire our ideas back and forth, and we'd get together once a week and like test our stuff out, right? And like um, we were just having a lot of fun doing it because we you know we'd meet up and like oh we we think we were going to meet up for two hours and we'd meet for five, <laughs> and we go to we go to bed at one a.m. or later. So we do that for a couple months, and then it's time to submit. So we submit our stuff to the design contest. So now big company has our design stuff. And it's like, what do we do? Like, this was really fun. I enjoyed it. I don't want to do the exact same thing again. So what can we do next? So we're like, well, we have this content. It's like, it's in limbo. It might be ours. It might be this company's if they decide to take it. What else can we do with it? Because we had a lot of good um, design ideas. Like, okay, so what if there's a different way to play this game? And we literally took all our stuff and we put it on tabletop simulator on a big table and just started moving things around like move this piece over here move this card over here draw Mm -hmm. lines on the table what are we doing here Mm -hmm. it took a little bit of time and we're like hey you know what big game has a bunch of content what if you could play it cooperatively Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and it's like what would that look like and that's the idea we kept chasing so we keep working on this we keep iterating we bring in some friends to play test it, which if any of them are listening to this podcast, I <laughs> apologize for putting you through those early iterations <laughs> of the game. <laughs> yeah. It had to be rough. We keep iterating on it and we think it's getting good because we're getting good feedback on it from players mm-hmm. of the game. Like they're really positive towards yeah. it, which is surprising. And so we get around to the end of 2020 into 2021. It's like, okay, so what are we going to do with this now? And the first thing is like, oh, we'll we'll just release all the content digitally to the community and they can have fun with it. Nice. And that, that sounds cool. Like I would love to see what they would come up with. They'd probably have a hundred iterations of it by oh, the end yeah. of the day. Totally, That's the way, that's the way board game nerds are. <laughs> um, and it's like, and I said, I'm like, hold on. I'm gonna show this to the company. I'm gonna get us a, some time to show this off to them. So yeah. I reach out to them online to the owner. I said, hey, here's something you didn't ask for but you should see. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Um and surprisingly enough, he's like, "Yeah, we want to see it come mm-hmm. into our company-wide meeting uh in a couple of weeks and wow. show it off." Wow. And at that point, I'm like a dog who's caught a car he's chasing, right? And he's like, "I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to do now. Like I didn't expect success." Yeah. And uh so we do. So we go to the design meeting and we bring them all into tabletop simulate later and we say, "Okay, here's the ideas. Here's how they work." And um they didn't laugh us out of the room. They they were really interested in the ideas. Mhm. They had some immediate feedback because they in the design meeting they said this is a essentially they said like this is a game design by game designers for game designers like mm-hmm. this is a kitchen this is kitchen sink this is everything in here mm-hmm. like this box is going to cost over a hundred dollars and it's only going to be for the most hardcore fans of the mm, game that's cool i'm like and that's good feedback right
0: yeah
1: and that puts us at like a crossroads because I feel like there's a couple, there's different kinds of designers. You have like the visionary designer and they're like, I got to see my perfect exact vision. (laughs) Yeah. Make it to the table. And then you've got like, I don't know, I guess more pragmatic designers who are like, I want to get something on the shelf and sell a billion copies of it.
0: Yeah. They're just like, get me paid.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's like a reckoning for us. And it's like, what do we want? And we're like, well, I want at least some of my ideas to make it to the shelf. Like seeing my name on a box, I think it'd be really
0: cool. Aww, good warm fuzzies.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I can keep that in my closet forever. And when I'm like old man gamer, full of gray hair, Wandering around a convention, I can point at it. And everybody can be like, "Okay, nice, Grandpa. Please leave us alone. You smell. (laughs) So yeah, we reached that crossroads. They gave us some feedback. They said, hey, we're really busy. Incorporate this feedback and get back to us when you're ready. Mm -hmm. So we do. We spend a month. We rip out five or six complete systems from the game. Just Mm -hmm. gone. We said, it's too complex. They're gone. We rework kind of the paradigm of how the cooperative bit of it works. We get back to them. said, hey, we've done these updates let's talk contract. So Mm -hmm. then we get into contract negotiation, which um, having never done that before, that was interesting.
0: I'm sure that probably alone Um, was like the most daunting, one of the most daunting steps. Because A, it's super close to being real, but you're also like, well, I don't want to mess this part up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So we go back and forth on that. I reached out to some people I knew who were like successful designers that I know personally and asked Mm -hmm. their input on stuff. So we got to a point where everybody was happy. We signed off on stuff. So contract in place. It's set up in kind of a gate fashion, so we're past gate one. Um, We get back to them. We're doing iterations on the game now. Um, They've given us feedback. They have copy of it currently, and they're playing it internally. So we're going to be doing iterations of it maybe until the end of summer. And then they're going to hit, like, reach that final gate. And then it's going to go off. We're going to hand it off entirely and they're going to go to like production phase, which that could be 12 months. It could be 18 months. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but it look, it looks promising. I'm at a weird crossroads right now of like, am I a designer? Maybe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think you're more, I mean, I would say anyone who just literally made like any sort of game, even if they just play themselves, would count as a designer. Cause I'm the kind of person that's like with the art and writing with any sort of like medium. It kinda you could you know, you can claim the title for yourself even if you're not a published writer, then you're a writer. So I would say you're a before game designer, you decide design the game even before they, you know, sign the contract and publish it out there, which is so exciting that it's gone that far. But yeah, that's that's wild. You're gonna be Maybe going to be an upcoming star in no time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's actually a little more intimidating because then I'm going to have like an army of Victorias like knocking on my front door. Like, hey, do an interview with us. Come on, my and then I got to be like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, I'm not a mathematician. Like, I don't. You're talking like the fans will talk way beyond me as far as like their expertise goes into like board game design. I'm like, I'm just yeah. a guy who is willing to put the time in.
0: Well, you know what it is also is that you're the person who made the connection. You were like, I'm taking this seriously enough to pitch it to the company that I know would see this as valuable because it seems to be valuable in the community. And that's the step that so many people don't make because they don't. They just stop themselves like confidence wise. They're like, ah, is it really? And it just stays wherever, you know, whatever stage of like, oh, we all like it It was in our friend group and we use it like house rules, like anytime Mm -hmm. anyone makes house rules for a game. Right. So I think that you know, you deserve credit for doing that because it wouldn't have gotten to the point that it's going to be at without that first like crucial step. And so I like props to you for that. And also I really like the story, how you elaborate. You know, you thank all your friends who helped you with the prototyping. <laughs> and it's really a cooperative and collaborative thing. Whenever I try to review the games, I like to shout out the original sort of main designers because I just kind of want to and like, I don't know, I'm a little curious like who are these people. And, but whenever I look at the actual, you know, the rule books and even just on Board Game Geek, you can see like the artists were on it, the writers, the
1: mm-hmm.
0: people who play tested it, <laughs> which that takes me back to like the last time I got to go to a convention, which was like two years ago now, which was TCTC in Vancouver and going, uh, they have a proto alley where you can kind of play test games, give feedback. And some of them are really, you know, almost ready to go or basically published. They're just going funding for Kickstarter kind of thing. And some of them are just, you know, some paper and some coins. (laughs) But it's lots (laughs) of fun either way. And, like, you get to, like, see it at, like, you know, different stages. And you see how it is a long process and how much work and effort goes into these things. Because, like, I don't see board games as expensive. But I think sometimes people do. And it can be an intimidating hobby cost-wise. It also really isn't when you consider, A, the amount of effort and people involved. And B, that you can replay that game forever, right? Right. So even an expensive game like Gloomhaven, I've, you know, gotten hours out of that one. it's like a $300 board game or something
1: ridiculous. (laughs) For someone who hasn't designed a game, like, and, you know, I'm counting myself in that category because I'm only just getting, now getting this experience. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think they understand the amount of time and that you put into it. And not just your time, like, writing or Mm -hmm. putting words to paper, but, like, the thought time that goes into it. And, like... You have to work through so many iterations and discard so many ideas uh, along the way because it's just the nature of creation. So we come up with 100 ideas, a couple of them stick and the rest just kind of get shoved back and maybe we revisit them mm-hmm. or maybe we don't. Um, my co-designer, whose name is Jason Hager, I haven't, I didn't introduce him yet, but his name is Jason Hager. Hi, Jason. He's an, ide- <laughs> Hi, Jason. He's an idea machine. Ooh, like he will, there's times where he'll just start like waxing eloquent and he'll fire out 50 ideas in a half hour. Right. And like, I'm just sitting here, I'm just like taking notes and I'm like giving my feedback like, this is good. This might be good. This might be bad. How does Mm -hmm. this break things? And we're just kind of going through it systematically.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You need the idea. You need the people who are like super just creatively, they just spew out a ton of stuff. I'm more like that. Like I have so many bad ideas. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I see and read all of my notebooks everywhere. some like, this is a brilliant idea. Or my like no, no, notes that I write on my phone at 3am of like, oh, this is genius. And you're half asleep. And then the next morning you're like, what? This makes no sense. But but yeah, I'm like that. But then I don't know. I don't, I need like, you need the, the counterpart. So it's almost like you're a good pair because you need the person who can a- honestly tell you like, this one's good. This one's bad. Throw this one away keep this one, change this one this way. Cause yeah, that's, you know, how you bounce off ideas and you might get mm-hmm. like a stronger, uh, stronger results in the end.
1: Yeah. I don't know how people would do design on their own. I know there are people out there like that. I've listened to podcasts like that where somebody just designs all their games on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, I could not do that. If I tried, it, I probably just end up with like boxes and boxes of like <laughs> one, one quarter of one game idea. Um <laughs> yes
0: literally a quarter of the board like the other two-thirds are not finished yeah,
1: like got tired <laughs> stop drawing done
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's fair. it sounds like all the D D campaigns i've had ideas of like the very start and like the rest of it just never never happened
1: <laughs> but yeah and it's just you know having the extra perspective of somebody there having somebody who has different uh gaming experience is just really valuable and um you know i think it's an important reminder that you're never as smart as you think you are. <laughs> mm,
0: it's true. Well, there's that whole psychological phenomenon that's like the more you know, the less you realize you know.
1: Um, uh, is it the um, the Dunning-Kruger effect, yes, right? Yes, that's it. You know, yeah, yeah. you know enough to be dangerous, mostly dangerous to yourself. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then eventually after you learn a lot, a lot, it starts to kind of go up again, but it takes a while. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's awesome. That's so great. I love that it like, wow, you. so this was your first ever time designing a board game and you actually went, you went all the way. You just nailed it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those. I well, I am a little bit known for this, but I won't get into all those other stories where I just keep stumbling, <laughs> stumbling forward until somebody decides they're going to stop me, and it just hasn't happened yet.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. Keep stumbling. Do you have any other? Well, I guess you're still working out the kinks with this current one, but like as you beat been crater? we, up, right we
1: have we have two others in the works ah, right now.
0: I knew it. I suspected. Um,
1: so they are much. They're much smaller efforts. So one is a one to two player game that is um, it's designed to be a real-time game mm-hmm. and it is going to be what can I say I mean I could probably say whatever I want it's my game <laughs>
0: <laughs> and nobody bought but, this idea yet it's fine
1: <laughs> yeah it, it's a, it's a real-time game it's set in high school and it's played over seven bells so seven
0: oh cool so
1: you're rushing between classes seven different times so that's one nightmare. we'll be te- we'll be testing out this summer
0: what a nightmare
1: <laughs> yep and we have another game that's going to be a more of a party style game. We haven't decided if it's going to be up to six or up to eight, but it's going to involve a lot of finger pointing.
0: <laughs> nice. I love those ones. Have you ever played the game Fuse?
1: The real-time one with the dice where you're trying to, like, yeah. satisfy the cards by rolling your dice? Yeah, yeah. i played that one a few oh, times. Oh, man. When
0: yep. you said the seven bells, that's, like, where my mind went. Like, board games, that like, physically made me, like, ill because I was so stressed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I'm excited to, to see these eventually, hopefully someday. Um, and for when you can actually announce the, you know, partnership that you've done. So that's really
1: cool. It'll be great. Um, the finger pointing game, we're we're hoping to pitch it to a publisher, um, mm-hmm. maybe in a couple weeks, once we get it to a point that we're really satisfied with it. Mm-hmm. And then for the high school based one, I think we're going to keep that one in our pocket and try to self publish that one under mm-hmm. our soon to be announced game company, Dirtle mm-hmm. Games.
0: Nice. Exciting. How do you spell that?
1: Uh, D-U-R-D-L-E. <laughs> it's like a turtle. <laughs> it, <laughs> I, there is a turtle on, on the logo. Yeah.
0: I knew it. It sounded but, yeah, yeah There you
1: go. Dirtle, Dirtle is exactly what it sounds like, right? It's the magic term for sitting there just like fussing with your cards and your pieces while you take your turn.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. Those like, yeah, the different types of players. Like, people, I always plan ahead and I play my turn so fast in like most games. Mm-hmm. um and then like and we
1: appreciate of- you for that <laughs> yeah
0: i you're welcome i am a savior i'm the reason games actually stick to their time limits i tell you <laughs> so many different board gamers are all different you know the people who they like make their turn and halfway through they're like no i gotta change everything i mean they, you literally have to undo i'm a nice player i don't like i'm not the kind of person that's like oh you lifted your piece up your turn's done now you can't take it back like if it's within a couple seconds it's like whatever a minute and you're like ah oh, one second you need to change it fine Especially if, like, you didn't realize something. I'm the kind of person that might miss things, but that's great. That's awesome.
1: So I have a question for you, Victoria. Oh, um, <laughs> slipping you slipping the you,
0: script. Okay. I
1: am. Uh, so you play a lot of games. Honestly, at this point, you probably play more than I do since I'm stuck in my own content all the time now. I
0: mean, maybe. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever had an idea for a game and been like, hey, somebody should really make this, but they haven't?
0: I'm sure I probably have. Um, I have ideas for all sorts of things all the time, but specifically with games, I don't know. I, I love playing games so much mm-hmm. and just partaking in them. So I haven't necessarily, I just have such a player mindset. Like I've never really kind of tried to think of things the other way. I think I've definitely like I've tweaked games and stuff. So I've definitely like want had the idea to improve games Right. Or like, you know, being like, oh, this kind of theme would be really cool with this game. Like similar kind of mechanics, but what if they just like changed the theme? So like kind of subtle things, but never actually like a whole like, oh, there needs to be a board game about, I don't know, something really, really specific and obscure. Like, I'm sure I could if I really thought about it. In fact, now that we've had this conversation, now my gears are running, grinding. <laughs> oh, how could I have never thought to want to design a game? I feel like every other board gamer I know has like had vague ideas like that. But yeah, I really well, haven't.
1: For, for the record, Dirtle Games, once first right of refusal on your first game, just so we're clear.
0: <laughs> Got it. Okay. In exchange for the interview, you can have my first really good board game idea. How about that? Awesome. I'm gonna keep I'll am take it. it. I'll, I'll I'll come up with something now just for, for the Dirtle, the Dirtle well, company. I
1: mean, so so to, to your point, right? Like you, you talked about like mashing two things together, like peanut butter and chocolate, right? Yes. And I think that's where a lot of game ideas come from. So like you did a previous episode about Dominion, right? Yeah. Which was deck building. And then now we have a whole deck building genre, right? So you go, yeah. you can like draw a line from like Dominion to Trains, which is mm-hmm. like, what if, what if Ticket to Ride, but it's powered by deck draft, by
0: um, yeah, that's true, by yeah, drafting.
1: Yeah. And then you can go to like Clank, where it's like, well, what if stealing shit, but mm-hmm. like powered by a def, yeah. by deck building.
0: When I first played Clank, I definitely was like, oh, this is so, this reminded me so much of Dominion, um, and I really loved it for that, because it's like, I mean, actually, because you listen to the Catan episode, like, that's kind of what I, I started to look at, and when I was kind of trying to understand the history of how it became so famous, you know, a lot of games were based on such sim- simple mechanics, they didn't start to kind of mix them together, it feels like, until, I mean, Euro games obviously did, um, but, like, now, thank gosh, all games kind of do that kind of fun stuff, because, yeah, I, I think there's lots of potential for things when you start to, like. To make them so much better when you start to combine those different kind of mechanics, like um, I don't know, I really like interaction and stuff. Like, uh, which game is it? Like Seven Wonders, I love, but Seven Wonders has so little player interaction. So yeah. I like, I want that game to exist in a way that it can be just a little more engaging. something. okay,
1: okay, okay. So what about this? Because so, I, I love Seven Wonders as well. Like oh, probably, so have hun- probably have a probably have a hundred plus plays on it. Um, what if Seven Wonders, mm-hmm. but instead of passing your cards to the left, your decks go back into the middle. And then you have an auction every round for the deck that you want.
0: Ooh, that'd be cool. That's awesome. Yeah, That'd be interesting. And that's just a simple little change where you can actually like, that doesn't really change anything else in the game. It just adds like an extra component there. Because you can bid on turns in, it's kind of like reminds me of like Citadel's like turn order Mm -hmm. a little bit. But yeah, that'd be really interesting. Yeah, you just need like a couple extra things like that to like make it so that I can engage. Because you know sometimes you'll see someone getting ahead of you. This is one of my critiques. I haven't mean, done seven wonders, but I'll, it'll be in the podcast. What I do is <laughs> that like you know someone across from me would would be doing really well. And I was like I can't attack them with my army because their city's way over there. Yeah. I want to like <laughs> yeah. that's that, so. that's you could do because the army strategy it doesn't always win but that's part of the reason it doesn't so to fix that if you had like flying monkey armies <laughs> 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 something like ridiculous I'm like obviously not that but my brain went to I, a no
1: I, lo- I love that you're mentioning that scenario because I used to have a game group and we would play uh-huh. seven wonders and my wife and like I'd look back at the score pad and I'm like Wife, you were just like cleaning up on all these seven game, seven wonders games. Like, yeah. how is this happening? And then we realized it was because she always sat between her two friends who didn't know how to play.
0: Ah, <gasps> oh, genius! So
1: she was just riding them like rented mules to victory every single game.
0: <laughs> I swear, there needs to be like, you need to do like a meta gaming tr- strategy episode for like stuff like that because like, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. One of my terrible strategies, rather. <laughs> it is terrible. It's more like taking advantage over the fact of people underestimate me as a player because I'm very feminine, which is fine. <laughs> I know it. But like, I've played games before where I'm very unsuspecting and unassuming. And so I just kind of keep a low radar and mm-hmm. then and then secretly just like poof, win at the end, which is great. Um, and my ex hated it because he was, he, he's not, he's louder and he would be very loud and like just take, you know, aggressive. And of course, everyone would target him because he's putting a big target on his back, making enemies. And I just just kind of hide behind his shadow, just casually reaping in whatever points of whatever game um and so eventually got to the point that like some friends started to kind of see through it and see that that was happening we are like oh we gotta watch out for Tori she's she's a sneaky one I'm like sorry (laughs) (laughs) but it's a game at the end of the day so like you know no harm feelings cool that's awesome thank you so much for hopping on my show and I'm glad it was a lot of fun came to a deal where I'll sell you my first idea um so that's cool hey guys I didn't even design a board game and I've already got a publisher (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can do it that way, too. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, we God. have we have a
1: long history of half-baked ideas that haven't gone anywhere yet. So <laughs> strong, I mean, strong publisher.
0: I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, so why don't you just tell everyone where they can connect with you and find a little more. And hopefully, you know, they'll hear about these exciting new endeavors that you'll be embarking on shortly.
1: Yeah, sure. So if you uh, want to see me post about board games and bunny rabbits, my Instagram handle is cardboard hustle, all one word. And when we actually get ready to make our little business a little more official, you'll see some other handles drop for Dirtle, for Dirtle Games.
0: Awesome. That's great. I'm so excited. I'll drop those links also in the podcast description. You can find them there and there'll be, uh, actually I've now put everything into a blog post form. So that I'll be doing that once I have more time, a little behind, <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for coming on and thanks to everyone for listening, including you apparently. And I'll see you again for another review and probably other interviews in the future. So this like this kind of thing I'd love to do more of. That's a wrap.
1: Bye everyone.
0: Hey, folks, thanks for listening to the show. You can find more information on social media, like Board Game Facts, articles, I don't know, all sorts of fun stuff on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Board Game And you can also follow us on your podcast app, hopefully, if you aren't already doing that. If you'd like to leave a review on iTunes, Podchaser, wherever you can leave reviews. I also appreciate that so much, or really, just share it with your friends. Shout out to Music for making our awesome new intro. See you next week!